Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experience in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Peter Letts. Marnie McFarlane is a medical student whose story weaves its way from the golden fields of the Eyre Peninsula to the red dust of western New South Wales. But her path to medicine wasn't exactly a straight one. Marnie has been through financial difficulties and has discovered the need for a work-life balance. But with all that behind her and with her enthusiasm for the rural life, she now dreams of helping out with the doctor shortage in her tiny hometown. Marnie starts by describing where she grew up to Nicole Goodman. Marnie, you grew up in Cowell, a small country town on the Eyre Peninsula in South Australia. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Cowell's quite a small community, about a thousand people. Grew up there for most of my life before going away to boarding school. It's a beautiful, tight-knit community. Everyone knows everyone and everyone kind of has your back. All my family are there. still love going home now to catch up with everyone. It's just a beautiful place to grow up, yeah. Mm. Had you always wanted to be a doctor? Was there something in particular that sparked your interest? To be completely honest, it wasn't even something that I had had thought about doing or realised that it was a possibility until one of the support teachers at my school, her son actually started doing medicine and she just mentioned that it's something I could have done. It's not a super common thing from the small country towns to go and study medicine. No one in my family was medical at all. I the first doctor in the family. And yeah, there's no nursing, no medical background whatsoever. And so that kind of sparked the interest. And I just went with it, I guess. I went for a rural weekend away through the Rural Doctors Workforce Association, where we got to do tours of the uni and things. And they had stations on. I remember they were showing us how to do suturing and things like that. And I just thought it was just so incredible. And then, sorry, going into high school, I was lucky enough to be able to do some work experience in a hospital for my year 10 school work experience. I got to observe surgery and things like that, which is pretty uncommon and I was pretty lucky to be able to do. But yeah, definitely sparked the interest. So then once you made the decision that you wanted to be a doctor, was there a particular pathway that you took to get into medicine at uni? Yeah, I guess it's part of the reason I went away to boarding school. The school at home was great, but there was quite a few of the subjects that I needed to do to get into medicine would have been through LinkedIn. And I thought that boarding school would give me better opportunities for networking and things as well. So I moved out of home and went to boarding school and then, yeah, just applied to SA unis. In hindsight, everyone kind of applies to multiple unis, but I didn't feel that I was ready to leave the state having moved away from home at such a young age. So just applied to the SA unis and prayed that I got an offer. (laughs) I got Adelaide offer early. And so I just accepted that straight away. I think I wasn't really expecting to get an offer at all. I kind of had just put it in there as a hope. Yeah, still wasn't sure I wanted to do it until I burst into tears at the shopping centre and I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to accept this. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So you didn't have as much confidence in your own incredible ability, clearly, yeah. um, that the universities had. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is so great. Because you are in an undergraduate program, you've obviously sat the UCAT. What was involved and how did you prepare for it? When I sat that, it was actually called the UMAT, which shows my age a bit. It It's a very difficult test and I did have some mm. practice papers and I went to a workshop that kind of taught you how to approach the questions and we did a lot of practice questions there 
However, in complete honesty, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on it because my theory was I can sit the UMAT again. I don't want to do year 12 again. And I did it halfway through my year 12. So I was focusing so hard on study that I just thought, yeah, I'll give this a crack, but I'm not going to give it my all. I've got other things to focus on. And then you passed it first go, did you? Yeah, I got a high enough score to get an interview. So that's how it works at Adelaide. They look at that score and then they give you an interview and then your ATAR comes out and they put all that together. So I got a high enough score to get offered an interview. And I guess that's, yeah, that's all you really need. (laughs) Yeah. And how was the interview process? What was that like? Very daunting. You kind of put on the spot and sat in front of multiple people, but there's definitely ways that you can prepare for it. They ask similar questions every year. And if you kind of know what they're wanting, it's easy to prepare for, I think. What's some advice that you'd have for preparation? If you have someone who's done the process, like I was able to receive some questions that they might ask and pre-plan some answers, but also like just be yourself. They're trying to gauge your personality. As long as you're a good person, yeah, you'll be fine. How many people interviewed you? What was the setup like when you walked in? I think my setup was slightly different to normal. I had like a panel of four or five. So some people have like five-minute interviews and they go in and see like there's about two people sitting there for those interviews, whereas mine was full 20 minutes or so with five people in the room which is possibly a bit more daunting because I was one and that they were like five compared to like one and two sort of thing. But um, it ended up just feeling like a bit of a chat, to be honest, which I mean, I can talk the ears off anyone. So I think that was right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That is great. Now, obviously being from a rural community, were you able to receive any scholarships or any assistance? This is actually a really difficult one because you get means tested off your parents. I wasn't able to receive Centrelink until I actually only started receiving it this year in my fifth year of uni. Wow. Even more difficult because I had to move out of home. Like it wouldn't have been such an issue if I didn't have rent and bills, but having to move five hours from home and not getting any assistance was quite difficult. Yeah. I did receive a couple of rural scholarships but it still made it difficult it meant working my entire holidays to pay rent one amazing scholarship that I got though it's less money scholarship more experience but I think if you come from a rural community you had a bit of an edge it was the John Flynn placement program so that program's actually finished now but it saw me go to Bustleton in my first year of uni and actually get some hands-on experience which I thought was so important because you could go through the whole three years of your degree only to find out when you get on placement that you don't like what you're doing. So it was good to see quite early on, like, yeah, I do love this. And Bustleton was amazing. I went over there for two weeks of my holidays. I had a beautiful host family and sadly that, yeah, that ended due to COVID. That is such a shame. Bustleton is just a beautiful part of the world, Western Australia. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, would have loved to have gone back. So did you find that having to work as well, did that interrupt your study time? What did all of that look like? I didn't work through the semester. To be completely honest, I think I would have failed had I have done that because, you know, having to live out of home at 17 and trying to balance a full-on study program. So I just worked in the holidays, which was fine, but it just meant you didn't really get that breather that everyone else got back. So everyone come back all refreshed and I was quite quite drained. (laughs) Yeah, quite tired. Yeah. So then after years of boarding school and university studying medicine in Adelaide, have you been converted to a city girl (laughs) or are you a country girl at heart? 
No, I'm absolutely not a city girl. I have. <laughs> they say you take the girl out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl. <laughs> That's right. That's so it. That will always be me. Even from the moment I applied for uni, I knew that there was the opportunity to come out rurally for fifth year. So yeah, I applied to do the fifth year in Broken Hill, actually. I was going to go to Port Lincoln because it's close to home, but I thought that it's a bit safe and I wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone and go somewhere new, have some new experiences. And it's been amazing. I'm so glad I've done it. The community here is amazing. There's endless things to do. We've been able to get involved in so many activities and it's just been an incredible experience. What kind of activities? What are you loving about Broken Hill? Oh, it's like something different every weekend. We went to um, Broken Hill Drag Festival and then the next weekend we were at a rodeo in Tipperbara in the middle of nowhere. So it's right up the stuff that I love doing. Yeah. You never know what you're going to be doing. And even things like, you know, high schools going to careers expos or there's a lot of other students here from other disciplines. So you get to do a lot of work with them. It's just been incredible. That is awesome. That's yeah. it. And the people, people have been great. Yeah. Oh, everyone's so friendly out here for a bigger place. It hasn't lost that country town feel where everyone's your mate and they all say hello. And yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I still love the country. I love home. I go back to Cow every opportunity. That's where I spend all my summer holidays and, you know, a weekend every now and then when I can sneak home and go and see the family and spend a bit of time out there. So do you think then that when you finish studying, you'll go home and work in Cow or is it Broken Hill for you or what are you thinking? I I think that's such a hard question to (laughs) answer at this point because my theory is that I don't want to train where I work. So I want to do my training before I settle somewhere. I just think that training's a time when you're learning and mistakes in careers will follow you. So I think it's good to <laughs> to do that away That's from true. somewhere and come back. Yeah. <laughs> Cal, I would love to one day give back to the community because they've you kind of get raised by a whole community when you live in a place like that. However, there's no doctor there at the moment and hasn't been for quite a long time. And I think that it's a big task for one person. You know, I'm starting to hear about a few kids that are hoping to do medicine as well. So my mum works in the school there and hears whispers of people wanting to do medicine. One of my little cousins is hoping to study it. And so, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to help them out a little bit and we can get some doctors back home. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. To wrap up, Marnie, do you have a philosophy or any phrases that you like to pass on or use a lot or live by? There's a couple, a couple things specific to like your studying and your medicine. But I guess like the first one is something that I think everyone should live by. And I think it's just how important it is to have a work-life balance. If you work yourself too hard, you're not going to achieve as well. And the opposite, it took me years of medicine to figure this out. And I feel like I've only just started to get a grasp on it but it's so important. And my year 12 motto was aim for the stars and keep your options open. Whenever mum would ask what I wanted to do, it was just, I just want to do my best and then it'll it'll leave my options open for what I do in the future. Marnie McFarlane, a fifth year medical student now working at Broken Hill Hospital. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.